the Why Watch That Talk. Well, it's part two of our TV talk. We're coming at you with series premieres and finales. Let's start it off with Hulu's Into the Dark. Ooh, just in time for October. <laughs> Do tell. Well, this show, just so everybody knows, it will have one episode each month for a year. And it's holiday themed. Oh, boy. So we start, of course, with Halloween here. And in this uh, first installment, there's a hitman who's hired to kill someone famous and deliver the body to some place on Halloween. Now, he uses Halloween as cover. <laughs> so he literally is dragging the body around. And everybody's going, oh, where'd you get that? He winds up meeting a bunch of idiots who take him to this party. And at the party, he's constantly going, I need to get to where I'm getting because he has a deadline. They go, oh, yeah, 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 just have a drink. Well, they refuse to take him there. So then he starts killing people. Okay. okay. He gets out of there. But one of these people, he actually takes a liking to. She is looking at him and thinking, wow, you're so great. Why is that the case? So by the end, the question is, exactly who is she? Is she what he expects? And is he able to accomplish the mission? Now, based on this first part of the Into the Dark anthology, mm -hmm. you can't take this stuff seriously. It's not scary. It's not that funny either. Um, you know, I like the premise. I don't know about the execution. But I will say this, everybody. If this is your kind of thing, this is from Bloomhouse Productions, Check it out. I mean, you can see, and then you'll determine whether you can move forward or not. Okay, CW has All American. This actually looks very interesting. I hear it's based on a true story or yep. inspired by a true story. Right. Uh, do tell about this football uh, series. Yeah, and it's centered around Spencer Pacinger, who's a real football player. Yeah. Um, now, he. this is when he's in high school. He's at Crenshaw High. He's a good student, a good son, a good brother and friend, all of that. Uh, so much so that he sticks up for one of his best friends, uh, Coop, uh, during an altercation at school. So mm -hmm. there's probably some sort of gang element stuff going on there. Uh, just the night before, he made the winning touchdown at the game, and then there was uh, a shooting uh -oh. right outside. So you can understand what's going on. Uh, but he's given a way out of this. Tay Diggs comes in. <laughs> as the football coach at Beverly Hills High. Oh, I don't know if I buy that, but okay. He wants, yeah, he wants Spencer to transfer to his school, join the football program. Look, it's safer. The education is better. Plus, he is a former NFL player, so he has connections. Now, what he doesn't tell Spencer is uh, the team's in a tough spot because they ain't winning, and the school administration is like, we don't have the money for you unless mm. you start winning. Also... The coach isn't supposed to be recruiting anyone. Uh-oh. And there's even another complication. Now, Spencer doesn't want to go, but his mother, who's struggling to pay bills, who has a younger son as well to deal with, is like, you're going. Mm. Now, when he gets there, he has to deal with a whole new environment, including the coach's son is on the team and his daughter is in Spencer's class. Of course. How do you think that's going to turn out? And the question is, if he's going to stay in his old neighborhood to live, how can he navigate those two environments or is there a way out? Mm -hmm. Now look, this show is going to give you everything you expect based on what I said. Everything. And everything you expect from the CW. 
Yes. It's predictable. You get that. You know what's coming. You get the haves and have-nots, but this is just teenage style. I will say the timing of its release is smart because of the hate you give. Very smart. And as far as teenage dramas go, the writing and acting could be worse. Okay? So it just, it needs some nuance. It's familiar, all of that. But look, it tells a relevant story. It has enough potential conflicts to keep things interesting. The question is, for how long? Insecure just wrapped up its third season. Can you believe it? It's renewed for another one. And this is on HBO. Mm. Uh, We both got a chance to see this through. In my opinion, this is its best season. We'll see if the critic agrees. Mm, Well, the question that lingers here is, are these people maturing? Yes, they are. So we have Issa, she left her job finally. Found an apartment by becoming the landlord. (laughs) hilarious and she even at the end of the season asserts herself with molly and a new potential beau named nathan Uh Mm. Uh uh-oh so we had to say goodbye to elon noel's daniel so quickly right and she said goodbye to lawrence who finally came back with my boy in tow his friend okay (laughs) so it was nice to see them uh now the thing is lawrence is dating somebody else now what's gonna happen in season four with that Yes, because she does cross Issa's path. Mm-hmm. So, look, for Molly, she's making all kinds of mistakes at work and in love. She had to apologize to people at the end. That didn't go well. It is insecure, right? And for the other friends, Tiffany and Kelly, things didn't happen, you know, didn't go so well for them. So based on where things currently stand, everybody's in a different place with different challenges ahead of them. Now, my opinion, do you want it first or you want to give yours? Go, go, go. Well, I think it's a season of transition, as it should be. Um, the focus was on work for a lot, which was a necessary change. Uh, it was more serious. I just wanted a bit more humor, just a few more laughs. But it's definitely still worth the watch. Uh, I am interested to see where things go in the next season. And keep bringing back Neil Brown Jr., yeah, <laughs> the writing was much better this season, and I definitely loved how it was shot, showing more of LA. Yeah, moving on to HBO's Ballers, mm. which is wrapped up its fourth season, headed for its fifth. Where are we now with The Rock? Mm. Well, it, you know they call it a sports dramedy, right? Mm. Now we got The Rock, Spencer Transmore. He's got some issues with football, big ones. It started all a long time ago when his brother died and football is to blame. Okay, so they throw that in here. Now, as a result, Spencer tries to help a promising young uh, college football recruit capitalize on what's going to happen in college, make some money. Now, we know what's going on with the NCAA and that. Mm -hmm. Also, Spencer's dating this kid's mother, played by Joy Bryant. Now, uh, Joy Bryant's a mother now? What? Yeah, and of an 18-year-old. Mm. Now, what Spencer does goes against the rules. He gets caught. The NCAA, the colleges, all of this stuff, it just becomes a mess because he wants to start this sports network. He's got some rich people's money. <laughs> it's just a big problem. But what he does in response rocks the sports world no pun intended he challenges the ncaa now his partner joe in their own firm is going what are you doing but then there are things that spencer does to try to protect 
the firm and Joe in the end. And we also, of course, have the unrelated storylines involving Ricky, played by John David Washington. He's trying to get back in the NFL. We bring Charles into that, who's now the GM of the Rams. He hires Ricky, but should he have? Because Ricky's got this secret. Also, Ricky is now some sort of, I, I guess he thinks he's Colin Kaepernick. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. So there we go. You have what's set up there. For this entire season, it lost its sense of humor to me, especially at the end. They're making these big points about the NFL and, and college football and suicide and Black Lives Matter. It's just a lot for this particular show to handle. Um, the balance is off. They need to find their humor. Hmm. So they're on notice for me. All right, Get Shorty on Epics, which is not on notice for you, has wrapped up its season two yeah. uh, season. Mm-hmm. So how how do we end things? Is this movie finally hitting the Oscars or what what are we doing here? Well, you know, the first movie is done, you know, and Miles, the hitman producer, uh, <laughs> is not happy with that. But there's a new movie based on a book that he optioned, right? <laughs> now, he's also divorced now. And he is friends with his former friend, frenemy, April, who is now working for this mega producer who's follically challenged. I'll just say it that way. Okay. And he does some stuff that the Me Too Time's Up era would, they would have his hide. Okay. So what are the repercussions of that? Well, what happens is, I'm just going to tell you, Miles and everybody else in this criminal organization is in prison. Ooh. Except for the queen pin. <laughs> she gets away. <laughs> she was supposed to marry Rick, the D-movie producer played by Ray Romano. But that didn't work out. He went to Club Fed, by the way, Ray Romano, just to give him cover so they wouldn't kill him. Miles is in real prison with Omara's nephew. Mm. And they're now trying to save themselves and find a way for uh, for Miles to still be a producer from oh prison. Oh I can't even. So there you go. So at the end of this, the question is just who's in trouble here? Because there are new fault lines and predicaments for season three and epics, you better put it into production. So look, this show delivers. It just does. That's the point. It expertly pokes fun at Hollywood in smart and outlandish ways. But is it that outlandish, right? And it navigates its tonal shifts really well. Uh, So look, even when it's not at its very best, it's really good. It's so much fun and such a pleasure. Mr. Inbetween on FX has wrapped up its first season and it's heading into its second season. Now, I don't know much about this. It's only about six episodes, so do tell us. Yeah, so it was quick because like two weeks ago, we talked about its opening. And now at the end of the first season, we've gotten answers to the pressing questions. For instance, what do you do? Here's a question. What do you do when your buddy's brother-in-law tries to rob him at gunpoint? Here's another question. What do you do when someone you know forces you to take him to your safe so that he, he can rob you? But while he's on the way there, he mentions that he'd like to name his son something that isn't quite blokey enough. These are the questions we get. What if you go to anger management, you look around the room, and you're with a, a bunch of ingrates and fools? What do you do then? Okay, what do you do in anger management? So these are all the questions and more that you get from this show. It is, again, 
about Scott Ryan. He plays Ray Shoesmith, a hitman. He doesn't make a fuss of things, not at all. And he gets the deed done. He loves his daughter. He puts up with his friends, his boss, and he can tell you why he needs to be violent in a calm manner. He has a girlfriend who witnesses this and he goes, what do you want me to do? Let me break it down for you. And with all of this, there's drama, but there is a lot of dry comedy interlaced. And that's what works so well here. So like you said, Ref, it's just six episodes long. What's the harm in giving this a shot? It is a hidden gem that definitely deserves its renewal. Mm, 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 mm. All right, that's it for our series premieres and seasons finale, our part two of TV Talk. Remember, there's no need to freak out. TV's not going anywhere, and neither are we.